0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your everlasting covenant. Oh, God. We praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Lord without you we can do nothing Lord without you we cannot even take another breath without your power we cannot take another step without you we cannot think right without you we can do nothing without you we can do nothing but when we abide in you, and your words abide in us. Lord, we will live exactly the way we were designed by you to live, ordained by you to live. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your design is the grand design. Your call is a blind call. Oh Lord, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we come to you, Lord. We come to you, Lord of the Father, looking to you. Be a fresh manner from heaven. Hallelujah. Father, fill us with your word. Fill us with your presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You are our life, our portion, our inheritance. Hallelujah. Forever. Oh Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord.
1: Jesus. When I found the joy of reaching your heart. When my will becomes enthroned in your love, hallelujah. When all things that surround me become shadows in the light of you, hallelujah. When all things that surround me become shadows in the light of you, hallelujah. Yes, when I found the joy of reaching your heart, hallelujah, and my will becomes enthroned in your love, hallelujah, when all things that surround me become shadows. In the light of you, hallelujah. When I found the joy of reaching your heart, hallelujah. When my will becomes enthroned in your love, hallelujah. Or oh, when all things that around me Becomes shadows in the light light up you I do Turn your eyes upon Jesus Look through in this wonder- and the things I deserve will go straight. Leaving the light as been buried
0: in grey. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. They are not of the Father. They are not of the Father. They are not of the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. They are not of the Father. Hallelujah. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise You. Praise You. Praise You. Praise You. Praise You Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for everything that is in this world. It's passing away, it's passing away. It's passing away, hallelujah. It's passing away, hallelujah. He who does the will of the Father, she who does the will of the Father, only they're gonna last forever, only they're gonna abide forever, only they're gonna endure forever, hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah,
0: hallelujah, hallelujah. How keen are you in doing the will of God? How keen are you in doing the will of God? Hallelujah hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't miss your crown for anything. Don't miss your crown for the lust of the flesh. Don't miss your crown for the lust of the eyes. Don't miss your crown for the pride of life, hallelujah. There are many people who are in the grave today. Who have gone to a place of eternal torment because they chose to hold on to their bitterness. They chose to hold on to anger. They chose to hold on to unforgiveness. Hallelujah. They chose to hold on, hold on, hold on to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Hallelujah. Those who have really known the Father, those who have really known the Son, those who have really known what it means to fellowship with the Father and with the Son through the Holy Spirit who despise the things of this world, hallelujah and esteem the things of God, hallelujah it is impossible to esteem the things of God without despising the things of this world, hallelujah one has to become bigger and better than the other one The things of the world for many people is very hard to forsake because the value system is different than the value system of heaven. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. If Jesus is the love of your life, your expression will be... Of such, hallelujah. You'll be willing to do anything and whatever you do. It will not be hard for you to do, it will be easy for you to do because your love for Him will constrain you, hallelujah. With joy, gladly, as Apostle Paul did, he counted all things as done. For excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, to gain Christ, to gain Christ. He said, I found something better. I found something far better. I found something true. I found something eternal. I found something of eternal value. Hallelujah. And running after that. In order to run after that, I have to leave behind that which is worthless. Hallelujah. Until we come to the place of knowing what is of worth and what is worthless, we're always going to be going after worthless things. Hallelujah
1: hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Teach me to please the Father God. Teach me to pray like Jesus Christ. Teach me to be sacrifice, a perfect sacrifice, Holy Spirit, come. come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, teach me Lord, right now, teach me Lord, teach me Lord, yes. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, right now.
0: Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence that is here. Thank you for your word that you just gave from heaven. Oh Lord, I pray that you will move in our hearts. I pray may the Spirit of God work in our hearts, O oh Lord, like never before. Oh, that we may not hear your word in vain, we may not receive your grace in vain, we may be like Apostle Paul. Oh Lord that the work of grace may be perfected in our lives hallelujah let the work of grace be perfected in the lives of your people hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus and I thank you Lord for this time I ask you Lord that you minister to us at this hour through this word that you have just released from heaven The depth of this word, O Lord, may it go deep into our hearts. The depth of this truth, O Lord, may we understand. The depth of this truth, Lord, may we obey. Let no one be superficial Christians. Let no one, may we not be people for surface level, but may we become people. We will go deeper. We thank you, God. Truly, truly, truly fall in love with the Savior. That everything else may become dim in comparison to the glory of Jesus. Hallelujah. But that is the real state. That is the real state. Hallelujah. Those who have seen His glory will have no desire for anything else. Hallelujah. Those who have seen His glory will run after His glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So I pray that you cause your people to understand who you are. That they may move from a superficial walk to a Deeper walk with the Lord. Let every sin, every excuse, everything that is not of you be put away, put away, put away, at the foot of the cross. Hallelujah. Let it be put away, let it be put away, let it be put away at the foot of the cross. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Wash the eyes of your people at this hour. Wash the ears of your people at this hour. That your word may go into them the exact manner you want it to receive. The word that you are dispatching from heaven from the mouth of God to the mouth of your servant to the ears of your people. Let it go the way, O oh Lord, that uh, you are dispatching. Hallelujah. And I pray let there be fruit out of it. I thank you. I praise you. I dismantle the works of darkness at this hour. And I bring down the forces of darkness in the name of Jesus. What you want to give to your people, Lord, let it not be forfeited. Let it not be missed. Due to any form of spiritual carelessness. Hallelujah. Let it not be missed due to any form of spiritual neglect i pray save you people this morning many form of presumptuous sin hallelujah may we esteem your word more than our necessary food hallelujah let it become our passion O oh lord let it become the passion of this church O oh lord in the name of jesus in the name of jesus Oh father i pray let your word overshadow us at this hour that by receiving the strength from this word may people may people bring forth something lasting, O Lord I thank you I praise you for this I ask in Jesus name, Amen we are going to read from Hebrews chapter 12 Hebrews chapter 12. The Spirit of the Lord just gave me this word, so we are going to see what God has for us this morning. Hebrews chapter 12. I really encourage you to pay attention, full attention to what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking this morning. And every time you hear something, it's good for you to go back and re-listen So that you can take more in. Benefit from the word. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race. God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting Him, He endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility He endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, You have not given your lives in your struggle against sin. And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as His children? He said, My child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline, and don't give up when He corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those He loves, and He punishes each one He accepts as His child. If you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as His own children, Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the Father, of our spirits, and live forever? And live forever? How do we live? How do we live? By receiving, submitting ourselves to the discipline of the Father of His Spirit. Only then we live forever. For earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in His holiness. Hallelujah. What is the outcome of discipline? We might share in His holiness. Without it, we will not become partakers of His holiness. More to understand without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It is painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. When the discipline is not received, that right living, fruit will not be seen. So take a new grip with your Tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. Work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life, for those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. Make sure that no one is immoral or godless like Esau, who traded his birthright as the firstborn son for a single meal. You know that afterward, when he wanted his father's blessing, he was rejected. It was too late for repentance, even though he begged with bitter tears. You have not come to a physical mountain, to a place of flaming fire, darkness, gloom, and whirlwind, as the Israelites did at Mount Sinai. For they heard an awesome trumpet blast and a voice so terrible that they begged God to stop speaking. They staggered back under God's command. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned to death. Moses himself was so frightened at the sight that he said, and terrified and trembling. No, you have come to the Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to countless thousands of angels in a joyful gathering. You have come to the assembly of God's firstborn children, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God himself who is the judge over all things. You have come to the spirits of the righteous ones in heaven, who have now been made perfect. You have come to Jesus, the one who mediates the new covenant between God and people and to the sprinkled blood which speaks of forgiveness instead of crying out for vengeance like the blood of Abel. Be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. For if the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, the earthly messenger, we will certainly not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven. When God spoke from Mount Sinai, His voice shook the earth. But now, He makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed, so that only unshakable things will remain. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping Him with holy fear and awe. For our God is a devouring fire, or a consuming fire. Praise be to God. There are some people who take some scriptures out of this chapter, and take it out of context, and they say, well, Old Testament people are so scared to go near the mountain. New Testament people can just come to the presence of God, whichever way they want to. They can talk whatever they want to in the house of the Lord. The house of the Lord is a place of holiness. Those who are in it and those who come to it must measure their words when they are in the sanctuary, especially the house of the Lord. They have to have that understanding. The writer of Hebrews through the Spirit of God writes that, yes, we have freedom. We have joy. But if we can see He writes with great emphasis on who God is. And he brings it down to the same conclusion that just like the people in Mount Sinai, they touch the mountain in an unworthy manner. They will be destroyed. He says the same thing happens to the New Testament people. He said, so be very careful. Be thankful that you have Jesus and please God by worshiping worshiping Him with what? Holy fear and awe. Not kind of a loose worship with the so-called joy they say, which is not true joy because true joy will carry true reverence for the presence of God. For the house of God. For our God is a devouring fire. Do you see the connection between what He said, what happened to people who came near the mountain? It's no different. In verse 29 and verse 28. We have to be people who learn to Honor the presence of God, honor the sanctuary, honor the time we are in the house of God. Nobody should be casual when it comes to being in the house of God. The sanctuary should be a place that God is. If God has spoken, the presence of God is there. The Bible says Joshua lingered even after Moses left because the presence of God was there. We need to understand whether we are doing setup, whether we are doing any work. Sanctuary is not a place where anyone runs around or anyone does anything other than being in awe of the presence of God. We need to understand this is God's house. This is God's house. We are the New Testament people. Who need to be in holy fear and awe. We need to be in holy fear and awe. We need to be in holy fear and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. We need to be in holy fear and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. This is how we have to be. When we are in the presence of God. Holy fear and awe. The holy fear and awe will keep us alive. It won't get us devoured by that devouring fire. When the devouring fire comes around, those who have the holy fear and awe will be like the gold who shine more, who be purged more, who be purified more. But those who are not like gold will be devoured by that holy fire, like the plastic will melt in the fire. Like a paper that will be burned down, like wood that will be burned down, like stubble and hay that will be burned down. God is speaking to our hearts today. When we come to the house of God, we shouldn't come with lightheartedness, lighthearted attitude. When we are in the sanctuary, whether we come early, we need to know, we need to be on our knees or on our seats praying. Whichever church you go to, the Holy Spirit is speaking to our hearts. So, you come into this church, know that, that's what you should be doing. So, in some other country, you're going somewhere else, that's what you should be doing. Wherever it is, if it's a real place of God where God shows up, the reverence for God has to go. It has to go up All the way All the way When that reverence is not there For God When The awareness of What the sanctuary is I spend a lot of time In prayer To sanctify the sanctuary I pray with Daniel and Stanley before they leave every Sunday, before they leave for set up, before the church band leaves our driveway. I pray, not a prayer. Lord, be with them, go with them, keep them from accidents and disaster. We take a good amount of time to sanctify every single person who enters the sanctuary to touch the things of God. We have to understand those who unworthily touched it in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. were devoured by the consuming fire. This is God Almighty. You have to remember the house of God is called the house of prayer. Whether we're sweeping, whether we're vacuuming, whatever you're doing in the sanctuary has to be done in a prayerful attitude. The house of God is a house of prayer. Anything else will make it into a den of thieves. We need to have that reverence for God when it comes to the sanctuary, especially. No child should be running around there. No one should be playing. This is a sanctuary. My God. God was just there. His presence is still lingering. Or God should come there. We need to be praying. When you go in there, pray. That which God has sanctified, as the pastor spend time in prayer to sanctify every single person who is going to be touching the equipment. Every single person who is going to be coming to serve in the house of God. So that the presence of God can come there. The devouring fire will come there. It ignites the hearts of those who are coming to be ignited We need to be people who understand the awesomeness and the awe of the presence of God. The children of Israel understood, so they were afraid to come near the mountain. That's a healthy fear. Moses understood, so he was also afraid. That's a healthy fear. There's not a negative fear. There's a healthy fear. Just like how we know our stove can be used for good and for that people who know how to use the stove will make use of it We can use that fire to cook and to eat food that you've cooked but there are people who have burned their houses down too you can use electric appliances and benefit from it for people who have been electrocuted by it too You can use good gas stoves and make good use of it. There are people who have died from gas leaks also. The presence of God and the power of God is so important. It brings us life. There have been people who have been struck by God in the very same presence of God in the house of God. Like Ananias and Sapphira. The presence of God. The presence of God. We need to have that all. And we need to have the holy fear when it comes to the presence of God, the sanctuary. We must come early to seek His face. To cleanse one's own soul, one's own body, spirit. To pray, Lord, have mercy upon me, cleanse me, make me worthy to receive what You have for me today. When that holy fire passes by, let me be worthy of being ignited by the fire of God, not be consumed by it. For judgment begins at the house of God. We need to be a people. This church must be a church. When people enter, the parking lot should feel the presence of God. That's what I'm praying for. The glory of the Lord should be there in the parking lot. No loose talk should be there. You need to understand, this is the house of God. We're not coming for anything else. We're not coming to see people. We're not coming to have any other Pleasure other than to worship the Almighty God. We need to have that. The place where we stand is holy ground. When we enter in, it's a holy ground. When the car comes into the parking lot, you understand I'm entering the holy ground. We need to have that awareness. This is the holy ground. Know that. We've sanctified it and prayed over it long before the service started. Every Sunday it happens. Every Sunday it happens. The reason why healings, and miracles take place when God visits His people is because of that. Because of that sanctification that takes place. In spite of that, many times when I come and stand on the pulpit, there's such a big hindrance. Because people carry with them that which is displeasing to God. And God says, I cannot come in the midst of this people. It's a heavy thing as a pastor to be on the pulpit and know that this is what God says sometimes. Lately it's been several weeks taking a while in the presence of God to sanctify everything again to bring down the presence of God we who come to the house of God must have only one focus which is God we who leave the house of God must leave with one thing which is what he has received what he has given what I have received from him We should be people who are coming to receive from God and keep what He has given. We need to teach our children that. We need to have that understanding ourselves when we enter into the parking lot itself. God's Word says, watch your steps when you go to the house of God. Watch your steps when you go to the house of God. Because you're going where the awesome power of God is, the presence of God is... We need to have that understanding. The people of Israel had that understanding. We can't get closer to this mountain. Many of them were not worthy. They were devoured by that fire. It is awesome. God. This holy God. For our God is a holy God. Those who come to Him must come with holiness in their hearts. the same God who spoke from Mount Sinai with his voice shaking the earth, he's now making another promise. What is it? What is it? His promise is everything is going to be shaken. Only what will remain will remain. What is he saying? Because of what he's going to do, be very careful when he comes to the presence of God you New Testament believer be very careful when you come to the presence of God before the service begins be very careful what you speak during the service be very careful even when you have to get up and go to the bathroom or come back be very careful know that God is in this place God is in this place be very careful once the service is over because the presence of God is still there. Still there. No matter what you're doing, the presence of God is still there. Joshua stayed behind and received what God had for him. That's why he became a worthy vessel to lead Israel after Moses. After Moses left, Moses brought the presence of God there. God came because Moses came but after Moses left the presence of God still stayed because there was this one man who said I would still be in that presence of God Moses came because God called him and what he had to get done with God was over he had to go the presence of God those who value the presence of God even after the pastor leaves, must understand that the presence of God still stays there. The presence of God that the shepherds bring there the presence of God that the prophet of God brings there stays there. Stays there. We have to understand the seriousness of being in the presence of God. We must have this holy fear and awe no loose talk should be there in the presence of God. If God says every word that we speak, we have to give an account, how much more when you're in the presence of God? God says in His Word two things watch your step when you go to the house of God. Secondly, He says, let your words be few when you're in the house of God. Very important. Very, very important. May the Spirit of God take this word very deep into your hearts. When we are in the house of God, we need to be people who know who God is, Then, in His presence, how should we be for our God? to the New Testament believers is a devouring fire but to have this understanding you must have this understanding all the way getting into your car driving back home if you have this understanding you will carry the presence of God from the sanctuary all the way to your home and throughout the week you can live in the presence of God need to be people who come to the house of God and gladden the heart of God. Gladden the heart of God. This means, verse 27, that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. That's what God does. We call it the great sifting. He sifts to keep That which cannot be shaken. He's looking for wheat. That which cannot be shaken. Chaff is blown away by the wind, not the wheat. When the wind of the Lord comes, chaff is blown away by the wind, not the wheat. Verse 25. Be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. You know, some people get offended by every little thing. They can never improve. Every correction that comes, they'll be offended by it. People who get offended easily are very proud people. Understand that. If you are someone who gets offended very easily, you're very proud. You need to deal with that. For God Resist the proud, But he gives grace to the humble. You want to receive God's grace? Humble yourself. Pride is your enemy, not your friend. Pride is your enemy, it's not your friend. So verse 25 says, Be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. What happens? There are people who will refuse to the one who is speaking. That's why God says here, through His Spirit, you can refuse to the one who is speaking if you are careless. So be careful when God speaks. Be careful. Be careful. Don't refuse the correction of the Lord because He loves you He corrects you because He loves you He wants to perfect you because He loves you He does not want you to be devoured by the fire of God be careful so this very same God who descended on Mount Sinai is no different when He comes to our church every week to the morning call every morning the Tuesday Bible studies. And every Tuesdays. The fasting prayers. Every time we come together. The servant of God comes there. The presence of God comes down. You have to prepare yourself before that. You have to prepare yourself before that. People gathered. Moses brought. God the people it took preparation for them not to unworthily come there in order to hear God we must not unworthily come to the morning call or the Tuesday Bible studies or the Thursday meetings or to our Sunday service we have to come prepared which means come with a humble heart be careful to listen We have to come to the house of God. We have to come. To be careful to listen. Be careful to listen. We will certainly not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven. Moses was not someone who was standing and talking his own thing. Because he has some leadership qualities now. Moses was a man of God who was full of the Spirit of God who was in the presence of God and he came down after being in the presence of God. He was a man who spoke for God. The law that was given by God is the law of God that's called the law of Moses. Jesus called it the law of Moses. You cannot separate God and Moses there because Moses was God's mouth. The law that was given by God it was God's law given by God through Moses. It was given through Moses. So it's called Moses' law, the law of Moses, but it's the law of God. They're both one and the same. That's how interconnected it is. When it comes to the true servants of God, prophets of God, who speak for God because they're in the mouth of God. We have to have that deeper understanding. We have to have that deeper understanding So if the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses what will happen God says if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven what is he speaking beneath you see the next few verses he says with all these things understand that it's the same God It came by month Sinai the same consuming fire was coming every time where two or three are gathered together especially the servants of God who carry the anointing of God come and it's a church that's being led by those who stand before God day and night we have to understand that there's a big difference going to a place where it's just a social gathering a church that is a social gathering very different and you go there. Everybody laughs, everybody talks, there's nothing. spiritual going on there. And you have people stealing, and you have people cheating, and you have people lusting. People coming with all kinds of motives. And they go back. All of them are corrupt. And they all come there to show themselves. And they come as agents of Satan and they go back, corrupting one another. But when it comes to the real house of God, this cannot happen in any shape or form. It cannot happen. Because the devouring fire is there in real assembly of God. In the real gathering of God's people. It's very different. What happens among the heathen is very different from what happens among the people of Israel. Because God is here, so the whole thing is different. But God is not there. The demon is there. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He'll continue what he wants to do with the people over there. But with God's people, God is there. God wants His people to inherit His heavenly Canaan. So whom God loves, whoever God loves, God will chasten. So that... They don't get consumed by the devouring fire. We have to understand the awe and the dreadfulness of God Almighty. If we don't know the depth of it, we can get consumed by it. We don't understand. If we don't understand the depth of it, we can get consumed by it. We have to understand The house of God is a place of God where God comes and visits His people. And some people say, well, you know, I'm the house of God. Well, that's a dreadful thing to say that, to begin with. Understand that. You are the house of God. And God said, whoever destroys this temple, God will destroy that body. You have to be very careful. True. But it's a greater greater emphasis that is placed to a physical location where God comes down when His people come together. We have to have that understanding, a deeper understanding of what of what it means to truly gather together in the name of Jesus. That name cannot be taken casually upon our lips. That name cannot be casually uttered by any man, by any woman. It's a powerful name, the name that has been given to us that cannot be casually taken. That's why the Bible says, sanctify your mouth, sanctify your heart, you double-minded, sanctify yourself. Sanctify yourself. Touch not that which is unclean. Separate yourself from that which is unclean. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us this morning. The Holy Fire is in our midst, burning day and night. Burning day and night. We as pastors don't come to the house of God in a casual way. We don't. In this church... We don't. No believer should come to the house of God in a casual manner. And we know there are unbelievers who will come. If they don't know, they'll come. But they'll be touched by God Almighty through the fire of the Almighty God like how the fire of God from the burning bush drew Moses who had these sandals in his foot drew him and caused him to remove his sandals, remove his sandals. That's what God will do. When his people come together and the holy fire is burning, unbelievers come, God wants to draw them to himself. So God will bring all kinds of people but when they come, when they come, the conviction that comes from God, the power of God that is there will cause them to Leave their slippers, remove air sandals, and come closer to God. No one can come closer to God with unclean feet, with carrying, walking around everywhere and coming into the house of God the same way they walked everywhere. The very same God who spoke to Moses is the same today, unchanging God. The reverence for God has to be there. How we walk, how we carry ourselves, what we speak it's very important. In the house of God, it's very important. We must have joy. There's great joy and rejoicing in the tents of the righteous, but not without fear and trembling. Both are there together. We rejoice. And knowing who our God is, we rejoice in worshiping our living God, not in a carnal way. there's no room for carnality in the presence of God with God's people. there's joy in the presence of the king. There's his people rejoice being filled with the joy of the Lord with the spirit of joy. It's a whole different thing when he gladdens our heart. It's a whole different thing as opposed to we trying to do something. May God speak to our hearts of this hour. We need to come to the presence of God to be an offering to God and let the fire of God go over us. We need to come to God with a consecrated heart as one body. Consecrated minds as one, as one, nothing unholy should enter in, no unholy attitude should enter in, no unwholesome speech should enter in, no ungodly behavior should enter in. We should not take our eyes off of Jesus. Neither should we be the cause of someone taking their eyes off of Jesus. This is why the Old Testament law is very fair. The man who commits adultery and the woman who commits adultery, both of them, as God said, should get stoned. Both. We should not be the cause of someone else sinning, and we should not be the one who's sinning. When you come to the house of God, your eyes must be pure. That fear of God has to be there. No room for the lust of the flesh, for the lust of the eyes, and for the pride of life. It shouldn't be there in the life of believers, anywhere, inside or outside. But it's doubly dangerous. When people come to the house of God and think that they can check out this one or check out that one, God will check that person out of His presence. We have to be people understanding that we are in the presence of the Almighty God. Our focus is God. That's why we come to church That's why we come to church. We come to church because God is in our midst. That's why we come to church. We come to church because we want to have an encounter with God. That's why we come to church. We give our tithes and offerings because we're giving our offering to God Almighty. Not because we want to support a cause. It's all about God. The Bible says don't come to His presence with empty hands. Why? Because it's all about God. We don't come to the presence of God with unclean lips because we cannot offer to God the fruit of our lips, the worship, the praises that belong to God in an unsanctified manner. The Bible says, lift up your holy hands. Why? Holy hands are beautiful hands to God Almighty. It attracts the presence of God holy hands pure hands pure lips attract the presence of God you know people who are unclean are open vessels for evil spirits to come upon them that's the truth and people who are pure they are open vessel for the spirit of God to descend upon them if you want God to move in you and through you holiness has to be the top focus and holiness has to be the top priority and if that holiness is not there any form of uncleanness is there that will become a breeding ground for unclean spirits multiply it will multiply it will become strong it will grow faster than you know. Don't let any form of immorality come near you or through you to anyone. You keep yourself pure and keep yourself holy, then God will visit you. I've said this several times and I will say it again as the Holy Spirit wants me to. You honor your body which is the temple of God and you honor the presence of God and the house of God God will bless your body and God will bless your house you'll become a person who will house the presence of God and your house will be blessed your family will be blessed your body will be blessed your generation will be blessed what a blessing it is to have a generation that walks blameless before the living God. Oh, you're a holy people, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar nation. Why? We don't belong to this world. Why? Because we don't operate by the principles of this world. Why? Oh, because we are about the powers and principalities of this world. Why? Because... We are from above and not from below. I can. How can you mix it? How can you mix heaven and hell together? You can't. How can you mix spirituality and carnality together? You cannot mix. God is speaking to us today. You want God to live in your body, that body has to be given over to God you want God to bless your body, heal your body, it has to be given over to God. Given over to God. Any kind of bitterness will shipwreck your faith. Will bring unbelief. There's a strong connection there. That's what God says here. When the root of bitterness comes, you so will shipwreck the faith. What happens? Unbelief enters in along with the root of bitterness. And it grows together. Bitterness grows, unbelief grows, and what happens? The person ends up losing their salvation. God speak to our heart of this hour. So important to know where we are every Sunday. It's important to know that we're in the house of God. The Bible says in the book of Acts, God added to His church daily all those who were saved. People were not saved and said, oh, okay, go, go to the highways and byways." No. no, 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 no. That's not how it is. God has ordained His church, which is His body, in different parts of the world. And He puts the people, God adds them. He takes people and He places them in specific houses of worship, house of God. And they all came together regularly they met there and they broke bread and they grew in the apostles teaching there's no independency over there I got saved I'm under God directly I don't listen to anyone God leads me that's a false spirit every single person who is saved when they have a genuine salvation the spirit of God who is working if they give themselves over to the true Spirit of God, will place them. God adds them to the church. You are not in El Bethel because you thought, I just simply want to come. God has added you here. God has placed you here. God is the one who says, I will give you shepherds according to my heart. God is the one who places people. He is the Savior of every soul. He saves them and He places them in the church where they can grow by what? by the apostles teaching by the word of God that God will give to the shepherds there to give to the people local congregation it's very important to be plugged into where God wants you to be only to that sheep will that shepherd assigned by God will focus on that's God's order every person whichever church you go to whoever your pastor is that's where you need to go for counseling that's where you need to go for prayer that's where you give your tithes and offering. can have multiple churches multiple pastors it's not God's way of doing things it's unbiblical. We have to know where God has placed us and be there so that we can grow. Not grow by the teaching of God. It goes in. Stay in that one place. Grow. God wants you to grow. That's why, in this world, you're born with only one set of parents, not multiple parents. And the parents' job is to take care of their children, not every child that's out in the road. That's the role of the shepherd and sheep. That's the role of the local church. But God plays the shepherds after His heart, His own heart. He brings those who are lost To that house where He wants them to. Wherever you are, whichever part of the world you are, wherever God has placed you, wherever you know is where God has called you to, be there. That's where you need to receive your food, your correction, your counseling. Your prayers, wherever you are, your pastor should be a person who prays for you. Who will tell you when you're wrong, that you're wrong. Should be a person who one not say, this is not cancer when you have cancer. And say that, oh you look very beautiful when you have mess all over your face. I really like your dress when you have rips all over need to have people who will be there as representatives representative of God. If you have that, make sure. Listen to every word that comes from the mouth of those servants of God because God has placed them to protect you. They watch over your souls wherever you are. Understand. You need to have shepherds who watch over your soul. From that one place where God has placed you, they must watch over your soul. It's not food, fun, and fellowship. That's not what church is. You have a decaying, sad to say, churches all over this nation with people full of spiritual leprosy going week after week after week deceiving themselves and others saying that, oh, we give our tithes and offerings. This person spoke to me some weeks ago. I'm very good in some of the church I'm very good with my tithes and offerings I had to tell him the honest truth that the Lord showed me well whatever you're giving is not even going into account because your life is not right before God we think we can buy God with money we can't buy God with money He says, cleanse your hands before you can come and bring anything to me. How nice it will be if you try to come with unclean hands and offer a nice gift to your boss, to your loved ones. Who will get it? Even if it's wrapped very beautifully, who will get it? your hands are full of sewer water and feces, come over there. Well, if my gift is expensive, who cares? How do you present it? The gift is important. The person who brings the gift is even more important. There are people... who make use of the liquor store. You have people who make use of the people who go to the liquor store. Why do you have so much filth everywhere? Because you have people with pig spirit who devour filth. That's why. It's all over. Why do you have churches who are after money? Because you have people who want those evil spirit filled people are sitting in The churches, as the Bible says, Jesus said in the book of Revelation, Satan has a seat in the synagogues. Many churches, Satan is running the show. Many Christian organizations, Satan is running the show. Yet people go there because they want it. Nobody's going to tell you to clean up your act. Nobody's going to tell you, come with holiness to the Lord. Nobody's going to tell you, you can't watch this. You should be doing this. Nobody will tell you that. You have people coming with unclean hands and offering pig as a sacrifice to the living God. Read the word of God. God says, away, away, away from me, away from me. Don't you bring it before me. It's not about the show. It's about the king. Our hands must be pure. Our hearts must be right. And then we enter into the house of God, bringing our gifts to God. We don't enter into the house of God in an unworthy, unclean. We shouldn't enter into the house of God in an unworthy, unclean manner. And God's word says, "We should not enter the house of God with empty hands." We should bring to God our very best, but not with filthy hands." We shouldn't say, "Wow, well, my hands are clean, but I'm going to come with empty hands." Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. This is God Almighty. need to have that attitude before God, that we stand before the living God. And what we offer to Him has to be sanctified. It has to be proper. This is God Almighty. Wherever you are, if God has blessed you with servants of God, who are after God's own heart, make sure you obey them. Make sure you listen to the word of God that comes from their mouth because it's God Almighty speaking through them. Make sure you sanctify yourself when you go into the presence of God. Make sure you treat that sanctuary with much care because God, the Holy Fire, is there. Those of you who are part of our church from different parts of the world who join online must have the same reverence of God. When you sit before that computer, you sit before that phone, before the service begins, pray. If this is the house of God that God has for you, then show the same reverence. If these are the pastors that God has said I've placed you under, then listen to every word that comes out of their mouth because it will give you life like we just read in Hebrews 12. It's meant to give you life. If they are not there, then we will have death. If we're not corrected, then we will die in our sins. It is the grace of God when God corrects. And it's foolish to be offended by the correction that comes from God. Because at that point, we are refusing life. We are refusing love. Whomever the Lord loves, He corrects. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. When you don't understand, when you don't understand the work of God, when you don't understand how the Spirit of God works, when you don't understand what the place of God is, when you don't understand what true worship is, when you come to the house of God, Whether you know or you don't know. You care to know or you don't care to know. You can be struck by the power of the Almighty God. To be very careful. Never to defile the presence of God. What happened to the man who touched the Ark of the Covenant in an unworthy manner? What happened to Ananias and Zephyr in the New Testament? Same God when they try to defile the work of God that was taking place by living a double life. Our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. Our God is love. He is also a consuming fire. We have to understand this is the place of God God is in this place God is in this place God is in this place hallelujah what privilege it is for us when we know that God is in this place thank you Jesus if God is not there it's all in vain it's all in vain it'll just be a ritual it's all in vain Our time, our travel, everything is in vain. And what Satan will do? He'll give entertainment. Entertain the crowd all the way to hell. Hype them up with false revivals all the way to hell. Hype them up with ego all the way to hell. Hey, you want to be this? You want to be that? Come on, I'll give you a job to do. I'll give you a job to do. Feed the ego of people. We're very happy. You're all sinners doing different activities in church. But God is not even there. Satan is running the show. He's very happy. Many churches. You have elders and deacon living in full blown sin. Pornography. Immorality. They go to church carrying that. Spirit of Satan. Jezebel spirit immoral spirit. What do they do? The third statement. But where God is is a whole different thing. Where the Spirit of God will move, where the Spirit of God will speak, where the Spirit of God will lift up his people to a whole different realm which is called the realm of God. The realm of God. We want to enter into that realm of God. We need to come in a worthy manner. We need to not defile the presence of God. We should not defile the presence of God. Every single person in this church, even if you're going somewhere else, which is your church over there, that local body where God has placed you. Like I said, you can't be in multiple places. Whichever local body that God has placed you, where you know God is here, God is speaking through the mouth of God. Make sure you contribute to the holiness of that church. Make sure you contribute to the joy of that church. Make sure you continue, contribute to the revival. Of that church make sure you're one of those one of those who contribute to God visiting his people that means that you're not a hindrance that you are a blessing God is speaking to our hearts of his hour read Hebrews 12 And meditate on it today. It's important. Very important. People read it out of context and take a verse from you. Well, in the Old Testament they couldn't go near the mountain. Now today in the New Testament I can come and do whatever I want to. No. It ends in a very sobering way. What happened to them can happen to you. So Make sure you have the same holiness you need to have. The people of Israel cleansed themselves before they came to the temple. They cleansed themselves before they came to serve God. They cleansed themselves before they came near that mountain. Before you touch the work of the Lord, be very careful. Before you do anything, be very careful. Because the very thing that can be a blessing can become a curse to you. Your body is the temple of the living God. Make sure. Make sure. That you keep it as such. That your body is for the Lord. And the Lord for the body. God dwells in our bodies. You want to be well? You want to be healthy? Honor your body. as it's the temple of God. Honor your body. What does it mean by honoring your body? That means do the right to your body know that God dwells in this body what you wear, what you eat what goes into your mouth, what you put on your body how you conduct yourself what goes out of your mouth and what comes out of your eyes and what goes into your eyes what goes into your ears and whatever comes through your hands and your feet is important Very important. God is speaking to our hearts. It is our. We come to the presence of God. When we come with a broken and a contrite heart. When we come like how Hannah came to the house of God. the heart was to meet with God. That's all. That's all. That's all. And they all came to celebrate. And they all came to celebrate. Which is a joyful thing. Hannah came. She said, I'm not leaving the presence of God. I'm not leaving the presence of God. And she was in the presence of God. And how did she go back home? With great joy. Having met God Almighty. Through the servant of God there. Receiving what she came for. She didn't go back empty handed because she gave to God in the presence of God she said Lord what child you will give that child will belong to you and God said you gave I'm going to give you gave her a prophet as a child and many more children beyond that When you come to the house of God, whether you're joining online or in person, take thought, prepare yourself, come with a prayerful attitude because you're going into the house of God which is the house of prayer, that's all it is, that's all it is. The house of God is a house of prayer. What does it mean? That means God is in that place where we're going to go talk to God. It's a place where His people come and talk to Him. Why? Because He is really there. God is really there. He is our focus. When we hear the Word of God, we have to hear it with a prayerful attitude, even if we're far away. We just say, Oh, Lord, touch me. Let your power touch me. Whatever you're doing, Father, do it in me. We need to be praying. We need to be praying. Those who pray like Hannah. Those who come and give themselves over to God like Hannah. And offer to God that sweet sacrifice that she said, Lord, I'm going to give this child to you. We'll be blessed by God in an immeasurable manner. God filled her womb with many children. The first one was like no other during his lifetime. She became the mother of a prophet, not any mother. She just wanted to be a mother. Then she realized, she said, Lord, I want to be a mother of the child who serves you. And she said, the child will be yours. This child will be yours. Even if I don't have children after that, just give me one. I'll give that one to you. God said, There's now one on the face of the earth who gave to God and said, I gave to God, so I don't have any more now. He fills them to the maximum. The first one came out to be a mighty prophet she didn't become any mother she became the mother of a great prophet the prophet in Israel she became a mother of many more children God filled that barren womb to the overflowing imagine how she would have felt every time every time Word Samuel was mentioned and in how her heart would have been content for all those many years of tears she, she has her son to be the chosen vessel of God who ruled and reigned over Israel someone who God called by name she named him Samuel Yet God called him by that name. We need to be such people. We need to be people of God who can really see what is the most important. We need to be God's people. Really know the worth of what we're chasing after. Don't chase after the wind. Don't try to hold on to something that you cannot hold on to. Go after that which will last. Go after that which will endure. Go after that which will make you into someone that you will forever be grateful It will give you that satisfaction that no one can take away from you. No one can take away from you. Satan will come He'll try to bring all kinds of distractions. That's like God's word says, Don't be careless. Because when you're careless, that's when the enemy will come and take it away. You know, there are places, certain places in India, tourism places. In one of the places, you have monkeys on the trees. When you go for a picnic, You take your food packages and it's fit under the tree. People can eat. Do you know how they have to eat? Watch while they're eating. If they turn the other side and laugh and talk and they're not careful, their packages will not be there in front of them. The food packet will not be there in front of them. Because the monkey will come and take it away. That's how it is. In our spiritual lives, if you're careless, if you don't pay attention, if you're careless, if you get distracted, that's what the distractor will do. Hey, look over here. That's, how, that's what thieves do, right? Before they can steal, they will distract. When you get distracted, then they'll steal. Nobody can steal from a person who is watchful. Only those who forget their doors will have an intruder come in very easily. Those who say, Oh, I'm so tired, I cannot get up and lock the door now. Guess what? That's not going to be a pleasant night. Those who say, Well, I'm too tired, I just walked. How many of you will not lock the car when you begin walking towards the store and you realize you didn't lock the car? Will you say that, Well, I have to walk back and unlock it? You're going to run. Make sure you lock it. What if you think that, oh, you left your wallet in the car, and you say, well, I'll take it some other time, or you'll go first and take it. What if the way you went to a restaurant and you left your phone over there? You were careless. You left it there. But once you realize you left it there, you're going to say, well, I'll go and pick it up some other time. You know that it's not going to be there you'll rush you'll pray you'll hope that it's there how much more when it comes to the things of God how much more when it comes to what God wants to give you and you know that the thief is always there to steal, kill and destroy and he's watching and he's waiting to see how he can distract you once he gets you distracted he can take what belongs to you very conveniently also remember what is gone is gone that wisdom has to be there That alertness has to be there. That's why Jesus said this. Be careful. Be sober. Be vigilant. For your adversary, adversary, which means you, the one who hits your soul, your enemy, he's going around looking to see whom he may devour. That means out of the believers he's coming and saying, who is an easy prey? Whoever has pride, easy prey, because they have the affinity to Satan. Whoever has bitterness is an easy prey to the enemy. Immorality, an easy prey. He's going around and he's saying, who can I take as captives today? what will he do? he goes around he goes around he keeps looking to see how he can snatch people away from eternal life if you see somebody going straight walking straight looking straight you'll see if I can make them turn to the right or to the left distraction is your biggest enemy remember that if you have humility and if you have holiness you say that uh, I don't give in to any kind of immoral thoughts. I don't give in to any kind of immoral talk. The area of moral purity. I'm very pure. Is that you? Praise God for that. You shouldn't have any pride. It's another area. And people become self-righteous Sometimes. It's a snare. You think that, oh, I'm this, I'm that. No matter how pure you are, which you should, it's by His grace and by His strength. You have to be more humble. The more God gives you strength, to be more humble. Say, Lord, you poured so much into me. Who am I? That should be our attitude. Then God will pour even more into you. The more humble you are, the more grace will be poured upon you. So the enemy goes around and says, oh, who can I devour today? So the person is not proud. This person is not unclean. He says, let me see if I can get them to get bitter. Let me see. And if the bitterness is not there, then he says, let me see let me see and he'll bring worry if the worry is not there he'll say let me see let me see let me see what is he doing he's going around going around going around going around going around looking to see whom he may devour let me see let me see he'll try one after the other one after the other one after the other if your house is strong it will not fall That's why it's important to have a strong foundation and a strong structure. Having His Word as everything. God's Word is everything. God is speaking to our hearts today. What does the enemy do? He brings distractions. He's not able to make a person fall for immorality, for pride, for bitterness, for anger. He brings distractions. Once you get distracted, he's very happy. He will steal what belongs to you. You won't even realize. Many times people don't even realize what is stolen because they're so careless. They got distracted. They feel like it's okay because they don't even know what they lost. That's very sad. We can never be okay with what we lost because what we lose that day is something that we lost. It was given that day. And what was given? Something eternal. We've lost something eternal. Because we got distracted. But how can we get distracted? Unless we give room for distraction. See? The control is in your hands. The remote control is in your hands. God doesn't have the remote control. Satan doesn't have the remote control. You have the remote control. Which way you want your ship to go, you have the remote control. That's why God says in His Word, You choose today whom you'll serve. You choose today whom you'll serve. Because you have that power to choose. You have the power to choose. The power to choose is the power that God has given to us. Which can be put to good use. You can become a powerful person. A strong person. An influential person. A mighty, mighty, mighty weapon in the hands of the living God. You can... Being brief, you can become like a, an eternal, eternal fragrance to God. From one generation to the other, you can stand as a, an eternal fragrance to God. It all depends on what choice you make today. Are you going to forfeit the eternal for the temporal? Again, are you going to get distracted? Give room for distraction. If you know what you have is more important, you're not going to get distracted. Distracted drivers get into an accident. It takes just one second or less than a second to take your eyes off the road. How I many if you go into a busy intersection you think that you can text while you're driving? Many people are not alive because they, distra- they got distracted while they were driving. They're no more. Their lives were cut short. In your spiritual journey, make sure you don't get distracted In your spiritual journey, make sure you keep your eyes on the author and the finisher of your faith, the Lord Jesus Christ. In your spiritual journey, make sure you don't give room to the spirit of distraction. Don't let yourself be overwhelmed by the cares of this world. Everything has its place. First things Go first. Your soul first and then your body. Your soul first and then your body. Jesus comes first. And then your family. God will bless you and your family when you put God first. God will give you more than you ask imagine when you put God first. Not let anything get distracted. God will give you the time. God will give you the joy. God will give you the peace. God will give you the help. God will give you everything you need when you put Jesus first. Because He's the giver of life. Jesus gives. When you bring Him into the picture, when you consult Him for everything, He will bless you in all things. In all things. This is how it goes. To delight yourself in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Trust also in Him, and He will bring it to pass. How do you trust? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't lean on your own understanding. What is this? Don't walk by sight, walk by faith. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. Who is that? He, the Maker of heaven and earth, who has the power over everything. Who has the power over health. He has the power over wealth. He has the power over joy. He has the power over peace. He has the power over everything. It's wisdom that will say. The best thing to do is please God. Delight in Him. When He gets happy, He will do anything for you. Make sure your priority in this life is to make Jesus happy. When Jesus is happy, you'll be the happiest person in the world. The joy that He gives, no one can take away. The peace that He gives, no one can take away. When you come to the house of God, make sure you're coming to make Jesus happy. When you hear the word of God, make sure this is what you want. Lord, I want delight in you. I want delight in you. Make sure Jesus will cause you to overflow with this joy. The presence of God will cause you to overflow with this peace. The presence of God. You know there are many, many, many times. But the presence of God. When the presence of God comes down. I'm in awe of the presence of God. And after the Lord visits, I feel like I want to run, jump, scream, tell the whole world who my God is. I always think which people would know, which people would only know, which people can know about this realm of God. Do you know what? Most people are not interested. they are like the hamster that goes in the wheel. There's a whole world out there. You know what? I'll just go on the wheel, I'll just go on the wheel, I'll just go on the wheel. Same place, circle and circle and circle. God has much more for you than just that hamster wheel. We shouldn't be a hamster. Only hamsters go on that wheel. They're called to be his royal treasure. Hallelujah. To walk the length and the breadth that God has for you, to inherit everything that God has for you. Have eternity in mind. Understand the value of what God has for you. You'll never regret. You'll never regret. every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Those who have true reverence for the house of God. Those who have true reverence for the family prayer. Those who have true reverence when you have your personal prayer. Those who have true reverence when you carry your body you know that it's the temple of God. Those who have true reverence for God are those who will enjoy the glory realm of God because if you know how to honor God God will be there He who serves me Him will my Father honor when you know to serve God with everything you have God will come to honor such people because He says this is a worthy vessel this is a worthy vessel how does God honor He pours Himself into that vessel He pours His power into the vessel Only Vessels that are honored by God An honorable vessel can carry The presence and the power of God Today With what God has spoken to you Make sure Make sure That you keep yourself In the love of God And in the fear of God you become an honorable vessel before God Almighty so that God can pour into you good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over His power, His peace His love, His provision that we are not for this world we are not living here for this temporary world But while we live in this temporary world God is able to give you above and beyond what you can imagine or think but those are all extra blessings that God gives out of His love because He wants to make you happy because He wants to give His best for His people we use whatever God gives to glorify Him and to further His kingdom but our focus is Jesus our focus is Jesus whether we have anything or not our focus should be Jesus but He's never going to leave us with nothing He's never going to leave us with little He's the God of abundance He's called the God of plenty you can never lose by coming to Him. You gain eternal life and you gain everything else with it. May God help us to be like the wise virgins who took that extra care. They were diligent. Be like that wise man who took that extra care and made sure that his foundation is laid where it should be. Made sure that construction is very strong and the winds blew and the storm came. Every other house crashed. This house stood firm. Know where you're walking. Know how your life is. Learn to honor God with your body, with your mind, with your substance. And see what God will do. Learn to honor God with everything that God has placed in you. Whatever God has given you. Use your mouth, use your hands, use your eyes, use your body to do the will of God and your body will flourish God will say this body is honoring me my presence is there that body will live long that body will stay strong that body will maintain the youthfulness that body God needs it when your body is given over to God the blessing of God will rest upon that body because that body has been yielded to God Almighty present your bodies as living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God which is a reasonable service do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind the lust of the flesh, the rust of the eyes and the pride of life they are not of the father they pass away But he who does the will of the Lord will endure forever. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Lord, you so loved us this morning that you gave your word, your life-giving word to us because of your immeasurable love. And for this, I give you thanks. This pure, undiluted word of God that you've given, O Lord, is health to our flesh and strength to our bones. I pray may this word strengthen your people. May a church be a spotless bride, O God. Lord, as your shepherd for this church, how along? And how is your shepherd for this church, Pastor the Longs Hallelujah. To see this church be a spotless bride, prepared, made ready for the return of the Savior. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're working. Hallelujah. Thank you for your desire that you put inside of us. It's your desire. Hallelujah. And thank you, Lord, for moving us to pray for our people, to pray for your flock that you've entrusted into our hands so they may become just like Jesus, that they may be blessed in all things, that their soul may prosper, thereby their body, their finances, their families, their marriages, their generation may prosper. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I pray may people meditate on the scripture. Never lose sight of the most important thing. I pray, O Holy Spirit, that your revelation may abound from what you've spoken this day. May your revelation abound from what you've spoken this day. May your people walk in integrity with an upright heart. I ask you, Spirit of the Living God, May the hand of the Lord be upon your people here. Make them powerful instruments of righteousness. Wherever they go, may they carry the fragrance of the living God. Wherever they go this day, Lord, I pray. May the sweet aroma of Jesus be upon them. May they carry it with them. May the Spirit of God do a mighty work in the lives of your people. As you serve in standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people with this blessing that you alone can bless them with, that they may stand in your presence and stand before you, O Almighty God, now and forever. May they stand before You and serve You, Lord, now and forever. May they delight Your heart and be delighted by You. O oh, Savior, I pronounce this blessing upon Your people. that eternity be stamped in their hearts, Father. That they may not give room for distraction that they may not give room for carelessness, that they may not give room to this wicked devourer that roams around looking to see whom he may devour. Let no one in our church, O Lord, become a prey to this devouring, devouring demon. Let no one lose anything that you have for them, Father. May they hold on to what you've given to them. Hold it tightly. May they multiply what you invest in them, O Lord, and they may become wise merchants in the kingdom of heaven. When the Master comes, they may have great treasures accumulated to offer to the Savior. With this blessing, I bless them with. And I thank you that it will stay on those who receive it. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.